Kaylee, I don't have a cold open. Can we just talk about... Freddie Prince Jr.? Yeah, that was on my mind. Or we could say that adorable little child actor from the beginning. Or people who wear wizard's capes. <laughs> yes, wizard capes. I love wizard capes. That is such an adorable little, like, opening with the third nerd, if you will. Third nerd! He's a little, he's a cute little guy with little baby Gus, little baby Sean. And honestly, and and we did spoil the big guest star of the episode, but if you didn't know who the guest star was going to be, they could have picked literally any man. Because <laughs> hiding this child in a wizard cape with this mop of hair and these huge thick glasses that you could tell me he turned into anybody. Yeah, I agree. I thought he was amazing. I love Freddie Prince Jr. in this role, although I do have a love for FPJ anyway. Like he did a like a Netflix Christmas movie last year. Oh, watched it. Oh yeah, yeah. A thousand percent. And he's a perfect like Scooby Doo Freddie. I don't know. I just have so many so much so much love for Freddie Prince Jr. ever since. He is, no matter what character he is, he's actually a himbo. He's, <laughs> he's beautiful. He's kind of buff. He at least looks athletic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's a total he's got, jock. He's got a heart of gold. No matter how they yeah. try to hide it, like you can't. He has a heart of gold. And he's just a little bit dumb. Like, I, even as this nerd, I'm just like, but you're still just a little bit dumb somehow. <laughs> So to me, it was still giving himbo. <laughs> he, he's just, he just plays this role so well. And I don't know, it's, it's, it's all beautiful to me. I really like this episode. Like even after last week's episode, which I also really liked, I was watching this one and I was like three in a row right here. Like maybe season five is my favorite season, but I guess we're only three episodes in, so I'm not really sure. Yeah, I mean, if we can go a whole season now without having a cursed episode or an episode that we just don't really like or care for, yeah, I'll be so happy. Yeah. Like, give it to me season five. This has been like tens across the board so far. I've super been enjoying it. I really like this episode. I really like everything about it. I'm excited to talk about it. I have five and a half typed pages of notes. I was just, I, I had to do my notes in like four different sit down recording or sit down periods because I only had like bits of time to do it. And I was pausing and ty- typing quotes and pausing and typing quotes. I think the majority of this episode is going to be me giving quotes because it's, it, they're just too perfect to pass up. So my husband was on his computer while I was doing this and I didn't know because he's always wearing his headphones. So I don't know how actively he's watching or listening to anything I'm, I have going on. And every time I paused to take a note, he would just chuckle and be like, these are all one-liners. Yeah. Like, this whole episode is just <laughs> it's insanely quotable, so I'm not mad about any of it. And there were a couple times where I was like, I wonder if Alexis will have this whole quote. I better write it down. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we need it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm ready to get started, though, if you are. Oh, it's showtime. interesting cadence of yours (laughs) yeah you're welcome i was like i'll change it up this time i am alexis and i'm a real life guest 
I'm Kaylee and I'm the real life Sean. Together we make up a real life best friend duo who decided to start a psych rewatch podcast for no other reason besides we needed to talk to each other more and it's been working out really really well. Oh yeah I get to see your pretty face all the time now. Although I do look like a weirdo right now but that's a reason why we do not post video. <laughs> if you want to see my weird face, go on to <laughs> YouTube and search D3 Clarity and find my other podcast where I'm forced to put my face on it. Oh, no. Oh, yes. I don't look like this. I wear my blazers. I put on makeup. I do my hair. It's a whole thing. That sounds like too much. It's a it podcast. Is. It's an yeah. audio formatted. Every time somebody tells me they watch a podcast, I'm like, why would you do that? It's a podcast. Yeah, yeah. My um, my CTO, who is Data Dave of Talk Tech of Data Dave, really wanted to make it a video because he, I don't know, wanted another like medium media. He wanted a, a medium. A medium, yeah. And so we do it as a video, and then I edit it as an audio and as a video. So we post both. But yeah. You can find us on YouTube or on your favorite podcast provider. And I would love if you would like, comment, subscribe to either of these podcasts or both. Yeah. Tech nerds, psych nerds. Let's, let's get it going. Do them together. Okay. <laughs> this episode, thanks for letting me plug my other podcast, is season five, episode three. Not even Not Close even Encounters. Close. <laughs> Not even Close encounters <laughs> <laughs> there's a comma there yeah i agree i had an ellipses oh yeah interesting yeah i do find it fascinating when because we watch them on different platforms we, we get differences like this mm. hmm. okay 1990 flashback henry is at his police desk and he's on the phone something about he needs to talk to highway patrol about it we get an intro of baby sean baby gus and a third baby nerd. <laughs> <laughs> they want to know about the aliens that landed in the field. The third baby nerd's name is Dennis. When Henry says, oh, that wasn't an alien, it was a weather balloon, Dennis is like, they got to him. <laughs> Henry says, who, Dennis? Who got to me? <laughs> Do you think this is a game, Mr. Spencer? I assure you, it's not. Inside that grounded Cassiopeian death pod sits an army of Gorkin mercenaries intent on colonizing our planet and propagating their evil species. <laughs> Sean's like, yeah, and probing us. <laughs> Dennis pulls out his inhaler, which I actually think is a very nice touch to emphasize his nerdiness. It also comes back later, which I enjoy. Henry stands up in his full stretched out adult glory and is very intimidating. And Sean's like, let's go. He's packing. <laughs> as they run away, Sean or Henry screams, there's no such things as UFOs, Sean. Cut to the present. <laughs> can we can we unravel the word UFO really quickly? Unidentified flying object. Okay. So there's no such thing as UFOs. But by definition, if you don't know what something is, it's an unidentified flying object. Right. So the weather balloon was a UFO until it was identified as a weather balloon. I just think that we interchangeably use the word UFO and alien incorrectly. Alien spaceship. Right. Yes. <laughs> I just wanted to put it out there because it bugs me sometimes. 
present day. We are in a very cozy lawyer's office den, and he is speaking into a recording device about how somebody is entitled to punitive damages or compensation via punitive damages, blah, blah, blah. The lights, well, lights come on outside. Wind starts to blow. There starts to be a weird humming sound. There's static on the television, some sort of electrical disruption and signal interference. And this guy is just kind of like shaken by it. And he goes digging through his drawers and he finds this pill bottle, but oh, it's empty. And he's been drinking a Dos Equis beer. Like we see that mm-hmm. on his desk and eventually it falls over because everything starts to shake. The entire house starts shaking. It's very crazy. And then immediately it all stops and in comes Toby, who is like his assistant. It's what it kind of feels like at the beginning. We find out later Mm -hmm. that's not totally the case, but he has both files for the man and a refill on his prescription. And when he asked Toby, hey, did you did you notice any of that weird stuff? Toby was like, no, there was nothing. What are you talking about? So as Toby's standing there putting the Patterson file down on the desk, the lights start going off, the wind starts up again, the humming, the shaking. Roy's freaking out. Toby's not really doing much, just still kind of looking around the room. And so Roy runs outside. Toby does follow him. We're in the driveway. We see what appears to be a UFO, an unidentified flying object, in the sky, creating wind and light the winds damage the things in the garden uh the 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 electrical interference damages the lamps in the garden and then the flying object seems to sort of land and then we see a tall silhouette within the light which toby then walks towards don't go towards the light he doesn't scream that but i want him to um (laughs) the man does not go with him And immediately the lights go away and we get, like, alien music playing. (laughs) The very next day, the man is with Juliet and Lassiter. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. They're at the man's house and Juliet and Lassiter come. And as they are getting out of the car, Juliet looks at Lassiter and goes, are you forgetting something? Lassiter says, No. And then we see Henry trapped in the back seat. <laughs> Chief uh, Vic wanted him to do a drive along to get their no, to get to know their process. Lassiter is happy to point out that they are no longer driving. <laughs> so Jules forces him to go and let Henry out. And <laughs> Henry was trying to squeeze his arm out the little crack in the window. And he was like, I could have suffocated. And Lassiter says, I let the window cracked. Juliet said that he is taking out his anger with Sean on Henry, and Lassiter's response is kind of under his breath, better him than the neighbor's cat. And then Henry says, you know what? I'm glad Sean peanut buttered your phone the other day. I knew it was him. I still have Jip in my ears. (laughs) So we finally walk up to the man whose house this is. We find out his name is Roy Kessler, and Lassiter says, I understand you witnessed a kidnapping. Abduction by an extraterrestrial. Lassiter is instantly like, I roll. Oh, why is it always the craziest first thing? Henry's like, Mr. Kessler, nobody is going to believe that story. And then immediately walks in Sean and Gus. (laughs) Was it tall and scaly or short with a huge lollipop head? He said it was tall, maybe reptilian. No, he said it was tall and Gus said reptilian. Probably hostile. (laughs) 
Sean says he's going to need to speak. Oh, they're going to need a speak and spell and seven pounds of mashed potatoes. 78 pounds of mashed potatoes. Those are references to E.T. and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Okay, neither time did I hear 78 pounds, so thank oh, you. <laughs> I got 78 pounds from the from the captions. Oh, oh mine, I t- wow. <laughs> my captions and your captions are not agreeing. <laughs> That's funny. Lassiter asks him if he would like to file a missing persons report. And then whenever he says no, Sean is like, he looks at Sean and says, you owe me a new phone. And then he and Juliet immediately walk away. Henry starts to follow, but then looks back and sees Sean and Gus talking to him. Well, Lassiter never offers to have the guy fill out a missing persons. He says, if he doesn't show up in, mm-hmm. if you, if your coworker doesn't show up in eight hours, feel free to file a missing persons. Like you don't have to wait that long. If an adult person goes mysteriously missing, they can be missing even yep. though they're over 18. We've Come had on. this discussion before. It's, it's legitimate. And that's so dumb, Lester. Agreed. <laughs> Gus said this UFO, was it more like a bright sphere or two bowls of soup glued together? A sphere, definitely. They um, point out that they are not UFO chasers, but psychic detectives. And <laughs> Nothing so ridiculous. We're psychic detectives. <laughs> Mr. Kessler wants to hire them. And then Henry's like, boys, come here. Come talk to me. (laughs) Henry said that he doesn't think that Sean should take the case. And Sean says, well, I don't think you should be dropping a dime on my peanut butter pranks. (laughs) Henry says, there's a 0% chance you don't end up believing this hooey. Gus promises that they will not let their interests in UFO cloud their judgment. UFOs cloud their judgment. But um, Henry is very worried that they are going to lose all credibility if they start believing him and points out that I can't hire nut jobs. So Henry has one line that I took as an X-Files reference. Okay. And after he's like, there's 0% chance you don't end up believing this guy. Sean is like, what the heck does that mean? And like, what do you mean by that? Or something like that. And Henry goes, it's because you want to believe Sean. Mm. And it's like the weather balloon, you're a kid, Joe Piscopo, like <laughs> just loves things. Yeah, X-Files. I'm just like, I have to put a pin in all these like little sci-fi references mm-hmm. as we go. I like that because I didn't catch that at all. They assure Henry they are not going to believe that it is aliens. Henry leaves and Gus says, because if aliens did do this, there would be signs of electrical disruptions. Cue Sean psyching in on the lights destroyed in the garden. There would be a visible ground disturbance. Cue Sean noticing the plants destroyed in the garden. And then Sean decides that he needs to get the top view and asks Mr. Kessler if they can start their investigation up there on the terrace. So up there, we look down to instantly see a big grass circle. Not a crop circle, but like destroyed, damaged, marked somehow. A big circle in the grass. And then we hear the... We get our opening credits here. They are lovely. And then we are still at the house when we come back. All those people who gave you, Dennis, and I flack for believing in aliens in school. Jeff Garrett and the female Russian exchange student who stole my wallet. They're going to eat their words when this goes public. Sean says, well, I have some good news because it's not aliens. Sean thinks that they need to get serious. It wasn't a mummy, it wasn't the devil, it wasn't even Bigfoot. Bigfoot? When did we suspect Bigfoot? The missing school bus case? The bite marks? The seat was pushed six feet back. 
Okay, okay. You're probably right, but should we still investigate? It's hard doing objective work when we both secretly want to believe that it's aliens. So are we passing on the case? Gus also wants to rub it in Jeff Garrett's face. And Sean's like, no, we are going to check our biases and police ourselves. If either of us lean towards an alien theory, we get to flick the other one in the ear. Gus says, well, that's dumb. I will give you three seconds to come up with a better plan. Three, two, one. And that's fair how. So Sean psychs out. They're looking from the outside of the house into like the guy's office. And he sees the beer bottle. And it's, again, Dusakis. Did it have to be a brand? No, but it is. Before we move on, the reference to Jeff Garrett that we keep hearing. Yeah. There was a producer on the show whose name was Jeff Geoff Garrett, who had left prior to this season, and they are uh, assuming that the reference is to him. I mean, it's the same name, yeah. just spelled different. <laughs> also, I would like to see that Bigfoot case as a Adventures of Psych Man story, please. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. We will get some trompings through the forest at a later time, <laughs> but it won't be related to that case. Um, they go inside, and the first thing that Sean says is, Roy, may I call you Phil? I'd rather you didn't. <laughs> I'm like, why, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> Sean wants to know how many beers he had last night, and he was Just like, Just one. I was totally sober. And tell me this, if it wasn't the UFOs, then where's Toby? And why is his car still here? Um, I just want to point out that Roy is making French press coffee right here. And he, at this point, he is dumping the grounds into the French press. Then we see Toby's car. We're going to come back to the French press. Don't worry. I I'm excited. Thoughts. Okay. <laughs> Sean starts to think it was a UFO flick. Oh, so Toby's car is still here, and when Roy went to check it out, it wouldn't start. And Sean says, battery loss near UFOs is sometimes considered usual. Blick in the ear. Thank you. So at this point, okay, Roy was pouring the water while he was talking about Toby's car and gesturing out the window, okay? And then as soon as Sean looks out the window, sees the you know, car mentions the thing about battery loss and gets his ear flicked. Then we go back and Roy is pressing the plunger of the French press. You gotta leave that for four to five minutes. He's making French press wrong. He's gonna drink brown water. <laughs> I It made me angry and I'm sorry. <laughs> Roy said that he has called Toby 50 times, continues to get voicemail, and Gus said, maybe he's out of range. Ear flick. You were implying he's in space. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Yes, wasn't. you were. <laughs> so Gus says, well, should we check with your neighbors? And there Sean is, has walked away at this point. There's no one within a half a mile of the house. And as Roy is kind of telling the entire story, Gus begins to steal a Danish. Well, to be fair, Roy places it in front of him. <laughs> Sean found the recorder that Roy had been talking into the night before. And right when... Roy says, I was hearing a weird sound. Sean comes up and he sings the Close Encounters theme. <laughs> and Roy says, that wasn't at all what it sounded like. He goes, oh, I thought it was a pretty good imitation. And then presses the button on the recorder instead. And he's like, yeah, that was it. They decide they need to consult an expert. To Dennis. 
<laughs> so we're meeting grown up Dennis Gogolak. Fella opens the door and the boys look confused and they're like, oh, we're so sorry. We're looking for Dennis Gogolak. It's freaking Freddy Prince Jr. at the door. He goes, Gus, Sean, I can't believe you guys are here. He is no longer nerdy. He is no longer a cute little pudgy kid. He is now freaking Freddy Pin Prince Jr. Sean's like, I was going to say I didn't recognize you without the, with the loss of your wizard's cape. <laughs> Love capes. Inside, they're like, oh man, uh, the computer software business has been good to you. Yeah, he's also got a personal trainer and he had LASIK, apparently. His wife likes stuff that dangles. According to Dennis. There's this, because there's this weird light fixture that's just yeah. like a bunch of like hovering pieces. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> but that was the strangest line. <laughs> in comes, um, Bikini in lady. comes his <laughs> wife, his objectively hot wife. And <laughs> Gus sees her and uh, right after it was, the software business has been good to you. Gus goes, very good. That was the creepiest very that I have ever heard. They do so introductions Sean. She's kind of upset that they didn't give Denny any notice that he they are going to be there. But they are super pumped to talk to him about this alien abduction. Yeah, and Dennis being a resident expert, and Dennis is like, whoa, I haven't I haven't known anything about UFOs in like 20 years, guys. Like that's that's kid stuff. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, us either. Beer. One of them just goes beer. Okay, so there are a lot of, like, one-line asides, and it's always Gus. Like, don't worry. <laughs> Molly, his wife, whose thing we get a little bit later, is like, oh, Denny's a total jock now. And they do a fist bump. With an explosion. They did, like, a little explosion. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Molly's like, well, I was still planning to go out with my friends. Cool, I don't stay with you and your old buddies. Dennis is totally fine with that and really wants to give the boys a quick tour of the house. Oh, Molly also says, nice to meet you. And Gus says, very nice. <laughs> she leaves and they head to Dennis's office. But as they're headed, Gus lingers a little bit too long at Molly. <laughs> Sean says he is shocked that Dennis outgrew the nerdness. I mean, you were a class three dungeon master, dude, with your own custom 12-sided dice. Dennis is just standing there, and he's obviously waiting to hear something. Uh, and as soon as he no longer hears anything, he opens up a secret door to his nerd cave and goes, let's go. And they're like, dude, you're still a closet nerd. Literally. <laughs> Sean sees a, quote, replica of Captain Adama's Adana. helmet from the original Battlestar Galactica. And right by the helmet is a... Pineapple. Oh, I didn't catch it. So there's this little, it looks like glass or like very clear plastic, um, almost like a spaceship. And then like, it's like kind of dangling, kind of like on the spaceship. And it's like gradient blue and yellow. It like, it's really cute. I'm going to have to um, go back and look at it. Yeah, it's throughout that whole scene. It, it, if you're looking towards where that helmet is, it'll be like right around there. Gus sees a replica of LeVar Burton's glasses from Star Trek. Those are not replicas, you guys. I got those for $15,000 each at auction. Wait till I show you where the magic happens. And I mean that literally. There's another room downstairs where I practice my magic tricks. Sean's like, 
Why the secrety secret of it all? When he met Molly, Molly thought that he was a total jock. And he really just never changed her mind. But yeah. what he so hates most of all is being around the other husbands. Oh, he has to say inane things like, beer me, and I hit that. What exactly am I hitting? <laughs> Gus said, you- most likely an attractive lady. And he said, okay, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically he did that thing where he concealed like something about himself at first, but then he just like never got honest about it. They play the recording. They want to know his opinion. And he said, based on my research, I'd say that's a Voyager pod from the Perpins Dwarf Galaxy. Or Bad serpents. New Age. From the Serpins Dwarf gal- Galaxy. Or do Bad Age music. <laughs> bad Age music. <laughs> I love that. We're keeping that. Dennis is like, wait, if you got the time and location, I know a way we can check. The sky activity. He hacked into the National Weather Database. Yeah, I could like totally bring up their radar anytime I want now. They search, they don't find anything. But then Sean remembers the clock that had fallen during when they were checking everything out. And Sean's like, okay, try 1044. Oh my god, we've got something. It is a legit UFO. Yeah, it looks like a circle. And it moves across the scene and it stops on the property, just like um, Roy described. Dennis starts to have an asthma attack. He gets out of his inhaler from his nerd cave and Gus goes, she doesn't even know that you're asthmatic. No, and she never will. It's no way to live, bruh. No. <laughs> Can I just say, as two, two out and proud nerds who, who married some pretty big nerds. Like, you like what you like. Yeah. Even if we don't share it with our significant others, we at least support it. Like <laughs> They walk outside the house and Sean immediately covers his ears and goes, I think Toby got abducted. Sean immediately covers his own and goes, well, I agree. <laughs> Why are we both covering our ears then? So they put their hands down, look at and each then- other, throw their hands back up. <laughs> Gus is calling Jeff Garrett right now. No, he's no, not. No, he's no. calling me. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, okay, okay, but tell him to keep it on the QT, will ya? Immediately, we go to the psych office where we're watching the television and Roy is announcing that Toby has been abducted and he can prove it thanks to the fine work being done by psychic detective Sean Spencer and Gurton Buster? Gurton, what? <laughs> he keeps Sean- saying he looks like someone who's like performing at Lilith Fair, like Katie Lang or something, but yeah. much more tattoo. I look like Katie Lang. The, um, the phone immediately rings without waiting. Sean answers, yes, dad, we'll be right there. Psychic. <laughs> they go to the Santa Barbara Police Department where they are absolutely berated by Henry. Okay, okay, before you go off at us, Sean's like, what did I tell you? Gus is like, we have hard evidence. Sean is like, plus, this guy's a respected attorney. He's not some conspiracy theorist. Oh, So interesting, you should say that. Have you ever heard of the budding textiles chemical spill? Roy believed that it was on purpose. Yeah, because he was in charge of doing the lawsuit. And Gus is like, what? We didn't know that. Oh, also also when he says, do you know who thinks it was done on purpose? Sean screams, Aaron Rockovich! (laughs) (laughs) 
He is also on heavy anxiety medication, and when he misses a dose, he's prone to psychotic episodes. I'm not sure Henry knows what anxiety means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but here we go. <laughs> I mean, I you can make the argument that there are some anxiety medications out there that can cause a bad reaction like manic or psychotic episodes in people, but it doesn't usually happen because they miss a dose. It usually happens because that medication reacts poorly to them from the beginning. Or it's an anxiety drug that doubles as an antipsychotic because a lot of pills are used for various things mm -hmm. and you're usually on a cocktail of them if you have a more complex issue and then you find the combination that works. <laughs> but instead, Henry claims that he saw a panda in his kitchen. <laughs> well, that tracks. I mean, pandas are known to be big eaters. He also, uh, 10 years ago, he claimed, you got it, that he saw a UFO while on vacation. So here's the part where I'm like, hmm, Henry, if this is such a known thing, you don't think that knowledge would be used to discredit somebody? Like, it's not even a consideration? As a lawyer? Come on. Henry believes that they have been blinded by their want for this to actually be an alien. <laughs> the only thing we're blinded by is... Science! With the hands. And he does it just like the video. <laughs> <laughs> that never gets old. <laughs> so, then where's Toby? He's, in fact, in the conference room. With Lassiter and Juliet. He took a cab last night after his phone wouldn't start and turned off his, his phone, and, phone and slept in. After his phone wouldn't start. Right. After his car wouldn't start and he turned off his phone and slept in. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Sean they... says, nice going and ear flicks. And then they get into an ear flick fight. Ear flicks all around. And then Henry breaks it up. They go inside, they're talking to Toby. Toby remembers him muttering stuff about lights and spaceships, but Toby's like, I don't think he he is really having any issues. I try really hard to keep him on his medication. I even pick it up for him. Um, Sean psychs out on a little mark on his arm. We find out that Roy has officially been suspended, and Toby's first question is, wow, who's going to get all his cases? Sean says, we're available. Gus is a whiz at LegalZoom, and my cousin has a personal injury firm called Accidentes. Have you heard of it? No, I've never heard of it. Well, you will. It's going to be big. Anyway, good work, everyone. And they leave. <laughs> he calls Henry Papa Bear. He's like, Papa Bear. <laughs> Again. <laughs> As they exit, literally everyone is laughing at them. Um, yeah, Sean the people... super doesn't appreciate this. Never again are we investigating one of your childhood obsession. One of our childhood obsessions. What if it's a murder involving Pop Rocks? That's the exception. Spencer! Says Lester. You know that's right. <laughs> um, oh no! Oh no! This is it! My line here, that's the exception. You know that's right. It should have been there. I, I wrote it, but it's not there. Why not? That's what my notes There say. was... You know, no, you know that's right, right there? There wasn't. There should have been. So as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, I didn't write it down. But I believed it was there, Alexis. Because it should have been. It, ma it made sense to be there. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, enter Lassiter. How does it feel to be so wrong that you are now a walking joke? Like you, minus the 
soft boots. No, no. <laughs> like you, minus the kind boots and soft eyes. Kind boots? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> but he said it. I mean, sure. <laughs> Lassiter is so happy that he is now going to do a little dance. But he doesn't tap dance, Alexis. Why no, doesn't he, doesn't. he tap dance? I was wondering that as well. They need to clear their names. By solving the case. Gus thinks Toby might be covering up just to save face. Would he go around and say that he had been abducted by aliens? No, because they'd say I was nuts. Sean's like, well, it wasn't aliens. And then Gus gives him three seconds to come up with a better theory. One, two, three. Gus lists the evidence. The radar, the recording, the indentation on the lawn, the marks on his... Oh, he said, and did you see those marks on his arm? You saw those? Yeah, and without doing the weird squint. Of course I did. And I didn't have to do this. (laughs) And he does like a full Zoolander face. (laughs) Gus is very aware that weird marks on a body are a sign of an abduction. And he will not let Sean flick his ear. Well, I think we need to visit a third party to settle this. They go to Dennis. This was definitely an abduction. Why would I tag in the guy with a custom-made Ewok costume? So we're on the... um... No. The law firm website? Yes, I skipped something, but I can't find it now. Um, oh, yeah, we're oh. on the uh, law firm website because um, maybe we can track this Toby guy for signs of, you know, being abducted. Things, the usual, you know, paranoia, compulsive travel to unknown areas. Gus says, suicidal tendencies. Sean says, spewing nonsense with authority. Oh, wait, that's you guys. And then he psychs out on the website. And it's the Roy Kessler page. And on this page, like most of the, I think everybody's like employee pages say this, but the quote is, no law or ordinance is mightier than understanding. Um, <laughs> and then on Toby's page, it says, um, Toby will be taking over Roy Kessler's cases. And Dennis is like, why is he doing that squinty face? It's his, I got a clue face. So fun fact Sean never once pretends to be psychic around Dennis. He just does the find a clue face when he's focusing. Mm-hmm. He never fakes it because Dennis has known him since they were kids. Like right. he knows he's not psychic, but he knows he owns a psychic detective agency. He just asks no questions about it. Like, of course you do. You're Sean Spencer. <laughs> Toby knew that if Roy had been considered nuts, he was going to lose, or he was going to take over all of his cases. So Sean believes that Toby arranged for this psychotic episode by tampering with his meds. And it worked. Let's go. Gus says, where are we going? Dennis goes, what can I do? Can you get us some disguises? Tell me what you need. (laughs) They head to the law firm and Sean has on the helmet and Gus has on the glasses. Gus says, I've never felt cooler. You've never looked cooler. (laughs) so we see toby he comes outside for a very jittery smoke break gus is like that's it it's paranoia he's sweating and shaking and sean goes have you been seeing clues this whole time sean's like he is simply one of a guilty conscious that is not paranoia and And then he's like i knew i should have worn charlton heston's scarf from soylent green oh so so hard to get around in this in this helmet Toby sees them and starts running. We get a full chase scene. They lose him. It doesn't really take long. (laughs) This helmet is not meant for running. I should have borrowed Charleston Heston's scarf. From Soylent Green. So 
Um, I would like to say, just if you haven't seen Soylent Green or you don't know, like, the spoiler of all spoilers, I, I mean, I don't recommend watching this movie, but we do get that spoiler here in a second. Oh, is that what that means? Yes. Because if you watch the old-timey trailer for Soylent Green, the whole thing is, What is Soylent Green? What is Soylent Green? And it, like, it, it's really annoying. And that's the whole mystery. And we're gonna give it away. Everything <laughs> makes sense now. Thank you. Uh, they lost him and then immediately get a call. Is this Sean Spencer? You gotta help me. They're following me. Toby? <laughs> Who's following you? The black guy from Star Trek and some white guy in a ridiculous helmet. Well, that's your opinion. <laughs> Toby said that Roy was telling the truth. Gus is like, I told you. And then somebody but, walks up to Gus and has him sign an autograph. <laughs> he cannot talk over the phone. They need to meet in front of the Laszlo Motel in an hour. I have Lansdowne Hotel in one hour. Lansdowne Motel in one hour. I don't know what I said. <laughs> you just said what you said again. <laughs> what? Laszlo? Lansdowne? <laughs> I have Lansdowne Hotel. I have L-A-N-S-L-O-W. Lanslow. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your captions? Because that's not mine. <laughs> probably not. That's probably just my fault. It's okay. Gus uh, says... The, the helmet is broken. And so, just want to point that out. Yeah, Gus says, did you break his helmet? Sean says something about, I should have gone for the ascot. And I'm like, oh, he means the scarf from Twilight Green. And, oh, oh no. So we walk into the next scene and Sean suddenly has an ascot. And I was like, oh, is this the scarf from Soylent Green? And Gus was like, was it really worth it, the trip to Dennis's? Is Soylent Green a people? <laughs> so Sean is like, all right, we're going to get this confession. They are absolutely still arguing if it was really an abduction. Gus believes that they probed him and placed an embryo in his stomach that will hatch out of his eardrum in 12 days. I'm sorry. That's not human physiology. Nope. But it's aliens. That's... But <laughs> but the human body still works like a human body. <laughs> but what if what if they went up the esophagus and then into like the ENT sinus things and then came out this way? So if they're coming up from the stomach, they can either be an abdomen burster, they can go uh, I guess it would save them time not going down and yeah, having to work their that's way through a, intestines. That's a but if they crawled trip. up, they would reach the mouth. This is a much easier cavity to bust out of. But that's not how aliens work, apparently. <laughs> that don't make no sense, Gus. I that don't make no sense. <laughs> I totally agree, but I do wonder if that's a reference to something because it comes up again. I mean, I do think it must be, but yeah. I'm still like, Gus, you are a man of medicine tertiarily <laughs> sean is very confused why he is the sane one in this situation yes yeah, somebody has to hold the sanity bag and that used to be you they cannot find him anywhere at the motel and then immediately he falls in front of them from the roof it's actually timed perfectly because gus is like come on sean you have to admit he was exhibiting all the signs of abduction paranoia nervousness and then a body plummets and then they say suicidal tendencies. 
So we're like, was this an 11.44? I wrote literally 11.44, question mark. Same. Santa Barbara Police Department. Uh, we find out that right before Toby died, he sent all his money to a charity. Which How was did a- you miss your favorite line ever? About fifth. What was the line? Sean asked Juliet. What's the word? Bird, bird, bird. Bird is the word. Or, word up. I was going to say, everybody else used to say bird. What is wrong with you, Alexis? Word up. Bad word up's people. the better word. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I don't know. I didn't catch that at all. No? Uh, no, she, like, I just. responds instantly as if he's on the case. Oh, like, okay. Well, the money he transferred was about $500,000. And she says they don't have a suicide note yet, but it's looking like an 1144. Sean is very confused how a junior partner at a law firm would have that much money. And then he's like, and also there's this whole Roy Kessler abduction thing. And in comes Lassiter. And Sean says, I don't know, Jules. I'm sensing more to this. Let me guess. You think it's the Loch Ness Monster. Henry is like, what is going on here? They are not hired because he cannot hire the village idiots. Sean says, and I quote, surely you can't be serious. We just pass by this perfect, like, Leslie Nielsen airplane reference. Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> I'm perfectly serious. And don't call me Shirley. Is the proper response. Henry, not being a team player, says, I warned you this would happen, Sean. Sean is like, village idiots? Who thinks that we're the village idiots? Literally everyone raises their hands. Utter betrayal! Betrayal? <laughs> Including the suspect. And Sean goes, Dirty Larry? Jules? <laughs> they they ashamedly lower their hands. But yes, they also think so. Sean turns on a fan, oops, by accident, and starts throwing papers everywhere. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> As they're leaving, Gus is like, bro, why were you being such a klutz back there? And Sean said, come on, man, give her brother some credit. And he pulls out a lot of papers and he's like, nothing, something else, recipe, Ah, preliminary coroner's report. They found an object in Toby's stomach. Gus is shook. So we gotta see what he... (laughs) They gotta see what it is. So where are we going? Woody is both eating french fries and weighing organs with blood all over him. Okay, so I wrote, he's munching with the left. He's dropping a heart into the weighing device with the right. Then the boys enter and he's like, hey, you've got to try these fries. Uh, no thank you, but tell us about Toby's autopsy. What about it? Just like, whatever, whatever. Okay, so I stole his watch. Do you want some fried clams? What? No, no. What did you find in his stomach? Oh, I can't tell you that. I'll get in trouble. Well, what about that watch you stole? It's like more or less trouble than looting a corpse. It was a flash drive. Gus is like, Now when you say flash drive, is that corner code for an alien embryo that hatches in someone's ear? No, that word is starfish. No, it was literally a four gig flash drive. 
there were actually abrasions on his lungs, which indicates that he swallowed it just before his death. Oh, and Sean asks, what about those marks on his arm? It was a birthmark. Okay. So about this flash drive. Um, it is with Detective Lassiter now. All right. Thanks, Woody. Stay creepy. You know I will. (laughs) We did wonderful. (laughs) Lassie has the flash drive and... Um, he kind of, after he puts it in, he stops and he is very proud of Henry for not hiring Sean and Gus. Sean and Gus. He says, Henry, when you refuse to hire that smarmy fortune telling son of yours, you officially made it off my crap list. And he holds up a paper and says, here, see? Oh, you actually physically have a crap list. I like to keep track of people who have wronged me over the years, like your son, my mother, Olympia freaking I have some more fun facts about Lassiter's crap list. Please. Other names listed on the crap list are Hillary Clinton, who's on there more than once, and Michael (laughs) Moore. Uh, Halfway down is Andy Berman, a producer and writer for the show. And also, um, on the list, you can see Tyne Daly's name. They starred together on the show Judging Amy. Tyne Tyne played Maxine Gray, and Timothy Amundsen played her boss, Sean Potter. Oh, that's very interesting. Henry said, you disturbed me. Do I welcome back Henry's name to the list? No, I'm sorry. Uh, Do I welcome back to Henry? And then he writes his name back on the list. Still, he's glad he finally gets to do police work without Sean interfering. At which point he promptly loses control of his personal computer. And screams, Dobson, help me out. Can I get some IT help over here? I finally caught a Dobson. You caught a Dobson. First time. Pin. Ever. This won't pay off until literally the last episode of this show. But, but it keep will. noticing Dobson. Yeah. Just do it. They are with Dennis, and Dennis is very uncomfortable that he has hacked a police computer. It's his personal computer. It's fine. Oh, that reminds me. Search his uh, internet search history. I wrote this down. Grenade Fancy. Squirrel Assassin. And... Ew. That's gross. Gus says, that man needs Jesus. Now, what was it that they saw? Because I don't think they were going to these websites. I just think they saw the website name. So what website name would make these three nerds go, ew? I had to assume it was some kind of weird porn. Like, that was my immediate thought. But to your point, I don't know that three nerds would have been like, Ooh, weird porn. I think they would have been, oh, I don't think they would have been like, ooh, weird porn. I think they would have been like, ooh, weird porn. Yeah, I think it was probably more like, I don't know. My brain went like naked women on tanks, but then I was like, no, they wouldn't be that opposed to that. Yeah. And then I went something else about destroying the lives of neighborhood animals <laughs> that he finds pests. <laughs> like squirrelassassins.com. And the neighbor's cat. Um, they do not find, find a blueprint. They find legal documents about budding textiles all over that. We get a squint and tilt on 21 Merritt Drive and a soil report where Sean highlights hydrocarbons and methyl chloride and then goes, I've got something. We know. They both do the head tilt when he says it. It's very funny. I've got to stop doing that. And then we hear Molly coming, 
and we all run out of the nerd den and we frantically try to make it close on time and then we're fake playing foosball. Um, we can hear that people are there and Molly is walking in like some sort of jersey. So it's obviously a football party. And when she walks in, they literally say man stuff and steak. Yeah. Like she's like, what's going on in here? And Dennis is like, oh, you know, guy stuff. And Gus just goes steak. <laughs> she said, come on, this guy just got a safety. Yeah, you can't host a football party and, and not come watch the game. And he's like, oh, awesome. And Shauna's like, she walks away. Shauna's like, dude, come with us. Well, first he goes, what's a safety? Yeah, Dennis is very confused. Shauna's like, I can promise you a small town and a little bit of danger. He can't. Yeah, Gus is like, how much danger are we talking about? And Dennis thinks Molly would kill him. Sean is like, you're never going to feel like a normal guy while you're faking it. And Gus is like, it's time to come out of the nerd closet. And he thinks about it. To which Dennis finally replies, I can't. I really like having sex with my wife. Dude, do you like her as a person? <laughs> do you care what she thinks about you on any other level except will it make her stop having sex with you? It seems like that's the, the, the thing here. Like, he's such a stunted little boy about yeah. it. To, to, be, to be determined, as we will find later. But yes, at, at the moment, he's very, very... See, he's stupid. He's stupid in some way. Yeah. He's he, a dumb boy about got, some stuff. He got that himbo, yeah. <laughs> so, to the blueberry! They pull up to a dark, deserted area, and Sean said... Guess who's now the proud owner of this home, along with the 700 similar ones that make up this tiny town. If you say us, I'm going to punch you in the head. It is Budding Textiles, that company that Roy was looking into. What? Why would they buy these crappy places on poisoned land? And what is the world's coolest truck doing here? It looks like a Decepticon. Gus uh, is like, whatever it is, we probably should not touch it. Cue Sean's starting the engine. And then Gus just gets in. It's like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, what? The keys were in it. Was I supposed to not start it? Sean kind of stops and realizes that Toby wasn't talking about the abduction when he said that Roy was telling the truth. He was talking, he was about, talking about the lawsuit. Yes, the case against budding textiles. This is not aliens. They did cause the spill on purpose. They intentionally caused it so that people would leave. And then and they could get the land. Sean asks about the hydrocarbons and the methyl whatever thing that I said earlier. And so those are both components in crude oil. So if they're there, that means that there's oil? Well, you'd have to check. You need a machine to check. Using some type of machine that sends sonic vibrations through the earth. Immediately, Sean clicks a switch and the truck starts pounding on the ground. He slams a button that says thunder. The Why? button says thunder. <laughs> Why must you always touch stuff, Sean? Yeah, seismic uh, waves to check for oil. And Sean is like, guess it makes sense as a motive. <laughs> Gus is finally able to turn it off, but Sean keeps shaking. <laughs> <laughs> so they climb out and they're like, dude. So if he was right about this, what else is true? I, I do want to say that when they got out, Sean said, Gus, 
I feel like a bobblehead. And Gus is like, dude, stop it. He goes, come on, get in on the bit. Yeah, he goes, try it, seriously. And then <laughs> Gus starts to do it, and immediately Sean goes, you look stupid, stop that. <laughs> it makes me wonder what else he's telling the truth about. And then we hear the whirl, the sound whirling, and the wind blowing, and we see the lights, and we get a Sean and Gus scream like little girls. And then, after the commercial break that didn't actually happen mm-hmm. on our platforms, um, they're running, they're running, and then they're racing each other. I don't want to get probed. <laughs> And then their path is blocked. And then they can see that it is not a UFO. It is a helicopter. Immediately we see the obvious bad guy and he has a gun and he has captured them and takes them back to the lab. Well, he says, stop right there. And then they turn around and try to run. And then they're grabbed by two other big guys. Well, boys, start talking. Okay. What do you want? A story? Once upon a time, there was a greedy CEO. Stephen Lang? And Gus goes, ask. Yeah. We had Stephen uh, Lang in the episode, Sean Gets the Yips, and he was our villain, and he's often a villain. So Very that's why. Nice. Stephen Lang esque. He tells the whole story that we just told earlier, and he was like, you wanted to make him look like a wacko. So you used the chopper, you put up some extra lights, you figured out how to pipe in the sound, and you most likely used an EMP device. To create the um, the the electric Electrical. magnetic field. Yes. Sean um, says, "What's that? Like a pregnancy test?" EMP, not EPT. Everything was and it going all worked. according to plan, right? Except your young paid-off lawyer found the truth and changed his mind. So you had to kill him. CEO sounds like a real problem solver. And you were in the clear, or and he was in the clear until he came across two young go-getters, and they were on to everything. So this is the part where it needs to have been said, and you would have gotten away with it if it weren't for the. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, bad guy cocks his gun, and Gus is like, "Until they promise not to tell a soul, not a single soul. They promise. They swore, because that's even better than a promise. That's not gonna happen." And to think, I only picked you two up for trespassing. Sean says, whoops. And then the CEO takes, tells his big guys to take them out back. Don't worry, I texted my dad. Police will be here any minute. And then there's a knock on the door. It's not his dad, it's Dennis. He says, uh, delivery service. Got a package you need to sign for. And then he takes the dude down with nunchucks. And then the guy with the gun, the other big guy, bodyguard guy, runs at the guy with the nunchucks without trying to shoot him, and then also gets taken down with the nunchucks. And then Dennis takes himself down with the nunchucks. (laughs) Sean grabs Um, the gun, though. Yes, and he's like, you're going to spend the rest of your life in jail. And he spent the rest of his miserable life in jail. The end. Dennis, how'd you find us? He cloned Sean's phone earlier. You looked like such a badass before you nailed yourself in the head. Lassie comes in and sees the nunchucks, screams at Dennis to put them down, and then tases him. I mean, to be fair, Dennis is still clutching his face because he really walloped himself. And he's like, my lips! (laughs) And then he gets tased. Poor Dennis. At the SPPD, we're looking at the paper, and it's that same picture as before. The plane! (laughs) Sean, um, Lassie comes up. Sean's like, I have better things to do. 
then gloat and tell you that you unnecessarily caused one of our friends to whiz himself. Really? I'm actually here for some police advice. Really? Lassie's like happy and then Gus goes, no, it's boogie time. And then they do a little dance. <laughs> Jules says, isn't there ever a high road between the two of you? And then we get a call back from Henry. Sean said, well, if it's not, ignores your son's urgent text man. I thought you guys were goofing around with this alien stuff some more. Sean is very happy that he told Juliet and Juliet did not completely ignore him. Yeah, so to make it up for us, why don't you just go ahead and approve these expenses? What? $7,000 for dental work for Dennis Gogolak? And underpants? 22 packs of Razzles? WNBA Sparks tickets? Seriously? As a Rebecca Lobo set shot. Glass! He has a new case for them, and Chief Vic wants them to look at this counterfeit case. Ooh, yeah, we'll take a look at that, but tomorrow. And for $2,000. How about when $1,500? Nope, heroes get paid $2,000. And then he literally makes Henry type it into the computer. Cool, see you tomorrow. We gotta visit some friends. As they walk away, Henry immediately changes it back to $1,500, looks at the paper and goes, you look like Billie Jean King. Um, so we go back to Dennis's nerd den and we're in there with Roy Kessler and he's like, man, how could I ever repay you guys? I do want to point out though, before we go on, that Sean is back in the helmet. Gus is back in the glasses. Roy is wearing the... Ascot. Right, the scarf. And Dennis has on his nerd cape. Oh, yeah, he does. So Roy asks how can it, he can ever repay these guys, and Sean says, Well, I've got a corner buddy who's in some hot water over a looted watch. Did I ever tell you guys that I once saw Bigfoot? Um, Gus and Dennis, who are playing video games, immediately stop playing video games, and Roy's like, Oh, you guys think I'm nuts now, huh? Male or female? Was he driving a school bus? In comes Molly. Denny? Dennis is so panicked. What's going on? Uh, babe? Uh, dudes being dudes. Cigars. <laughs> All the guys want him to be honest. And Dennis goes, so listen, I'm not actually a jock. I'm a giant nerd. Are you angry? She's pissed. She goes, okay, Literally before she said this, I'm like, because of all the lost time, you stupid nerd himbo. <laughs> so she says, do you even know that I've seen the original Battlestar Galactica every episode at least 50 times? She never told him because she thought that he would look down on her. And he goes, what do you think? She said, what do you think I was doing last weekend when you were at that business convention? He wasn't at a business convention. He was at Comic-Con. I wanted to go to that. She's I love happy. you. She's happy when she says that, but you should be pissed. You could have gone with him. You guys are loaded yeah. at Comic-Con. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Nerd love. I love you. I love you. They start macking. Gus says, she just got even hotter. What? <laughs> Sean's face is so judgy. And then we just end. <laughs> There's so much good about this episode. Ugh. I it's mean... Everything. The one it's female everything. character. There are two female characters, right? It is Jules and it is Molly. Jules barely gets to do anything. And yeah. Molly is just objectified. Mm -hmm. 
Like, and lied to by her husband. So I'm a little bit mad about that. But like, the goof-offs are the top tier of goof-offs. Yeah. Of all time. And and in Dennis's defense, she was also lying to him. Now, we can play male-female dynamic. And we can have a full, like, conversation about that. But they they just lost a lot of time for not being honest with each other. And I mean, that's on they them. got so lucky that they like each other anyway. Yeah. And just like, oh, you have a deeper connection than you thought? Good for you. <laughs> the magic of television. <laughs> or it's the magic of Freddie Prince Jr. I'm not really sure which one. I mean, that is pretty magical. <laughs> tens across the board i there's nothing about this episode that i would change it's so funny and it is it's one liner one liner one liner like they set that they every joke they set up everything they're ready for like we skip we skipped a ton of things that i had written down because like i knew time wasn't going to allow it but i had more (laughs) lines written down because they were so good oh yeah so many ah good stuff um, no chief, Boo. no buzz. Boo. We got a Dobson and we yeah. got Woody. Yeah. And we got Freddie Prince Jr. So I mean <laughs> I mean, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was he was good. And and I do wish that he had been a reoccurring character. The one thing he that could we could have. Yeah, he could have. He could have been a great resource for that. That yes, that character just fits so seamlessly. Yeah. It ugh, love him. I will say, and we didn't address this earlier, but uh abigail yeah we did not okay so we just assume that everybody knows freddie prince jr right like we knew freddie prince jr but freddie prince jr star of she's all that with rachel lee cook who played abigail who's no longer on the show but right. like just was such a big character mm-hmm. and dule hill was in that movie too yeah what it, it was just like, I don't know, he was a great get. He played this character super well. He played his himbo the exact way that we kind of we wanted him to. I feel like he and Sarah Michelle Gellar are just so game mm-hmm. to like, you, you're making a Buffy reference? Yeah, she'll show up. Like you're, you're making a uh, Scooby-Doo reference? Yeah, they're in. Yeah, yeah. Like the fact that she didn't play his wife in this is shocking to me. I agree. I was, I was wondering that when I was watching. She was it, probably just like, busy, honestly. Yeah. we're gonna go with schedule conflict (laughs) (laughs) i i do wish that uh like i said do wish it could have been a reoccurring character would love to see more of dennis in sean and gus the younger years when it gets made and he can show up in a movie come on yeah that would be sweet oh dude dude an alien side like quest in Mm -hmm. a movie Let's bring it back, y'all. It is time. Either an alien side quest or just like straight up nerd stuff. Like any straight up nerd stuff would be great. And then just like his his computer skills, like he could easily be their Abby. Um, that's a early NCIS reference, but Oh. Yeah, like he could easily be their like their tech guy, their tech person who who did find all this stuff. One thousand percent. Yeah, I don't know. Because they need one. They don't really have a study. Right. They have, like, Gus hoping for the best. And then Sean (laughs) stealing passwords from people. And then every once in a while, they they find somebody who can help them out on a thing. But, like, Mm -hmm. they don't really recur. Like, come on. No, they missed an opportunity here. Okay, well, listen, USA Network or or Hulu or whoever (laughs) makes Sean and Gus the Younger Years, Kaylee and I will happily just take 1% royalties on it. 
Oh, I'll write on it. You Kay. you want writers? Kay can write. Put me in the room. I will happily <laughs> um, come and meet everybody and um, bring <laughs> snacks. And and she's um in charge of uh, morale and wellness. I'm very good at those things. <laughs> yes, uh, I can I can help people do like arm circles to get them pumped in the mornings. I, there's there's so so many things that we can do with this. It's a perfect idea. Somebody pick it up. Somebody take it. Somebody who listens to our podcast, go tell somebody important. It needs to happen. <laughs> it's like creep into the DMs that the psychics are in. <laughs> we should. <laughs> like, hey, listen. You guys ever thought about... Or is about... it the psychologists are in? Or what is it? <laughs> I, think, I think it's the psychologists are in, yeah. <laughs> psychologists <laughs> are in. <laughs> it needs to happen. Uh, I've got so many ideas. Um, also, the adventures of Psych Man needs to happen. The I groundwork thought... has been laid. Uh, yeah. The opportunities are endless. Let's go. <laughs> okay, I think we've gone on our rants long enough. I am Alexis. I hit the white zin hard. And I'm Kaylee. You're a disgrace to those glasses. And this has been... To the Blueberry! Psych out.